Hello everyone. Listen, I'm so glad that some guy in Austin picked 16 Candles as his favorite movie as we finish up the Love Story series. How I've managed to record 19 of these episodes without mentioning this John Hughes classic is a mystery to me. Just listen to this fun synopsis. With the occasion all but overshadowed by her sister's upcoming wedding, angst-ridden Samantha faces her 16th birthday with typical adolescent dread. Samantha pines for studly older boy Jake Ryan, who didn't, but worries that her chastity will be turned off for the popular senior. Meanwhile, Samantha must constantly rebuff the affections of nerdy Ted, the only boy in the school, unfortunately, who seems to take an interest in her. Sixteen Candles taught us many lessons. We all have devastating stories from high school. Most families are dysfunctional at some level. And even though the nerdy kid has endeared himself to you, never give him your underwear. But the biggest lesson is that it is possible for two grown people to sit on top of a glass dining room table without it breaking. Call me Jake. I'd like to reenact that moment at your earliest convenience. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 214 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Wright. I'm here with some guy in Austin, and it's been a minute, hasn't it? Since it we has. recorded together. This is weird. I feel I feel like we have we've progressed from just like a an honest, open, you know, friendship <laughs> to what we call in philosophy terms a useful friendship. Meaning oh. that uh, meaning that you only call me when you need somebody to podcast. That's untrue. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I've been super busy with work and my life and you and I have touched base a few times, but it's like you're getting in a car somewhere and mm-hmm. driving to a meeting and I'm coming back from something. And so it's, um, I don't know if you've noticed or what Houston's like, but here, even on Saturdays and Sundays now with, um, vaccinations going on, the traffic is yeah. markedly worse. Um, it's back. yeah, so it's harder to get around. And I did my, you know, my standard, oh, Home Depot, because I've got something loose in the house, you know, and it like, I'm like, where are all these people going? And it turns out they were going to Home Depot too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Our Home Depot is right beside our Chick-fil-A. So oh, come wow. on. What in the world? <laughs> I don't you know. They, Chick-fil-A, um, they have their stuff together. I mean, yeah, they, they, they can get that chicken out. And do you have one that has like the, um, the drive through and then they have like that other building between the drive through and the other, or, yes. or how do they get the food there? Is it like, it's a, like a ba- little track? It's almost like a little miniature train. Like, like at the bank when I put my thing yes. in the thing. That's exactly right. Except it's not air sucked. It's, it's mechanical wow. and it goes up and over. I didn't see, I down. didn't, I didn't know any of this now that I know this, but they are, um, them Southwest airlines, my Bose, um, a noise canceling headphones. Um, and I'm going to give a nod out to the iPhone too. I mean, those four things. Oh, oh. And, um, uh, what's the, what's the zit cream? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have zit. No, no, no. I, I don't use it, but it's, it, uh, <laughs> Um, what, what's no, 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 the stuff that it's, it's like more proactive. Oh, um, mm, those mm, five mm. products are the only five products in the history of everything that work exactly <laughs> like advertised. 
Um, so good for Chick-fil-A, but yeah, I mean, if you've got a Chick-fil-A next to a Home Depot, forget oh, it. Forget you it. Might, you got to go to Home Depot on Sunday because Chick- Chick-fil-A is clearly, you know, That's closed. That's very true. That's very true. But yeah, um, it's a nightmare. Uh, there's one up, the closest one here is Breaker Lane, which is, you know, a few miles um, north of here. And um, yeah, I mean, from like 11 in the morning till three in the afternoon, there's a line, two lines, you know, oh, feeding into the drive-thru. Exactly. Yeah. They they do get it done though. I think the longest I've ever waited. Whenever I I had already pulled in, and then I'm decided, oh, do I stay? And then somebody comes up behind me, and I can't get out. I've probably waited ten minutes. Yeah, I I've done the thing where you know you got to follow the maroon car in front of you or whatever, or the mm-hmm. maroon car one lane over, and that's kind mm-hmm. of taking me time. But yeah, I mean they they've got it down. Now the the opposite is also true because um I found myself and I haven't I haven't done this in like probably five years, but I was driving home and there's a McDonald's on my exit when I turned from the freeway. Uh-huh. And I thought, I want a McDonald's milkshake. I haven't had one in a really long time. <laughs> and I, I was very proud of myself for being like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. You know, I just haven't had one of the, I don't never go to McDonald's, haven't been in a long time. And I, I just curious to see what their milkshake status is these days. <laughs> I pull in and I'm all excited. I wait behind two cars um, longer than I should have. And yeah. then I get to the microphone thingy and I can barely hear the person, you know, mm-hmm. and at that point I realize I'm definitely not a Chick-fil-A. Mm-mm. And, um, and then, then she said, you know, can I help you? And I said, I would like a large chocolate milkshake, please. And before I got the word please out of my mouth, she said the chocolate milkshake machine is broken. Oh gosh. Yeah. So that's the difference these days. So I'm going to and Chick-fil-A. It, and it was not her pleasure to serve you, I imagine. No, it wasn't. Um, she wasn't um, loving every minute of it, or what? What's it? I'm loving it. Is that the love? That's a lover boy song. I'm, I'm conflating my terrible eighties trends. <laughs> yeah. What What is your order at Chick Fil A? You know, I actually don't really like the food there that much, um, wow. to, to be honest. But I always order just the grilled chicken sandwich. I don't like they put way too much lettuce on it. So grilled chicken sandwich, um, and I get uh, just a tomato on it, and I end up putting mustard on it. And then I just get the waffle fries, which I really like. Uh, and I also like one of their salads. I can't remember the name of it, but I can see the picture in my head. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I always get a – if I'm in my workout like diet mode, um, I will get a side of those grilled nuggets, just the grilled yeah. chicken. And then I pour the um, the buffalo sauce on them because I really like the buffalo sauce. Okay. That was going to be my next question. What's your sauce? Yeah, I, buffalo I, sauce. I, I don't know of anybody who eats that besides you. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big, like a honey mustard or lemon pepper or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, so I don't like the Chick-fil-A sauce because it's like half honey, half mm-hmm. mustard and half probably something made in a factory somewhere that's not even organic. Uh-huh. And did you did know now you can buy bottles like a ketchup bottle? I was just gonna say that <laughs> yeah. at H-E-B? Yeah, because uh, Mrs. Some Guy is is a big Chick Fil A. I mean, we probably spend our power bill and our Chick Fil A bill yeah, compete Amazon. every month. Yeah, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. a big fan of the Chick Fil A sauce. I can't. I couldn't believe it. I actually saw it yesterday. It was an end cap at AGB, which is our local grocery store. And it's exactly what you said. It's like a ketchup bottle, but it's Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, and um, well, you know, Whataburger, um, where I've also never gone, believe yes. it or not, um, uh-huh. they have they sell their spicy ketchup in a bottle. Yes, um, here in I Texas, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah, I mean, I purchase it. I don't get it that they do it. I get it, as in, I purchase it. Yeah, so you know, they whatever. have the best ketchup. 
Um, I don't know how we got off on this tangent. I don't either, it's but you know, it is fun. It's it's like we're it's like everybody listening is just getting to hear our catch up talk, which yeah. is so strange. And Everyone I'm sure listening right now, I bet you there's a substantial portion of your audience listening right now that is actually in line at Chick Fil A. Oh, I bet they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do it. You yeah, can everybody do it. tweet tweet Lindsay <laughs> your picture of the Chick Fil A drive through. <laughs> so true. Okay, but that's not. We're not here to talk about Chick Fil A. We are here to talk about. Uh, it's a love story series, which is sponsored by my book, which is two years old. Can you believe that? that um, it's been two no, years? I cannot. I cannot. The world, even... and it's the second one that's been two years. Wow. The first one that's been three years. So it's been I three years since I was drunk at your book signing. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Good times. You didn't get to come to the second one. No, I, I was out of town doing something. I'm, I'm kind of still bummed about that because I try to, um, you know me, I try to make time in my busy schedule for important things with friends because mm-hmm. frankly, that matters more than, you know, whatever else I got going on in the long mm-hmm. term. But uh, yeah, I'm really sorry still. Thanks for rubbing that in and reminding me. No problem. No problem. It was a great night. I'll be at it the was next be- one. It was better than the first one. Yeah, I'll, be at the next one. I'll be at the next one. <laughs> Anyway, we're doing an It's a Love Stories series. And so I've done several, as a matter of fact, in the last couple of weeks, I've done Hope Floats with my friend Rebecca Mm -hmm. and Save the Last Dance with Laura, which is a movie that I had never seen before. And then I did The Wedding Planner with Mama, which is funny. I had to bleep out a lot because she kept saying the word uh, balls. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom? Yes. Wow. In some context, it was it. You just have to listen to it because she went off on a tangent, yeah. and in some instances, I didn't have to, but in others, I did. And it's just, just like the first time when we did Pretty Woman, Mom kept saying her with a heart of gold, and I had to <laughs> I had to bleep out her every time she said it, which was about seventeen times. Do you? Want to, I know we're we're, um, we're going to get to the, the the today's love story, but do you want to hear a quick coincidence about Hope Floats? Yeah. So I represented um, this woman and her um, partner, and uh, they had they were not mar- they were not married. Um, he and she bought uh, four acres and a home uh, south of town here when they were working together on Hope Floats. Oh. Um, they fell in love with Austin, and um, fast forward five or six years later, and of course they're they're not married, and they want to split up the property, which is a freaking yeah. nightmare. Nightmare. As, yeah, yeah. As an attorney. So I go to the place to sit down with him and he's the, the guy is walking me around and uh, he's pointing out things and he points out this chair and he says, this is from the Hope Floats set. And uh-huh. um, this is where Harry Connick Jr. sat in some scene. And of course, I'm not intimately familiar <laughs> with that movie. I know it was filmed in Smithville, yeah. um, but I was like, great. So I actually sat in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> in some scene in Hope Floats that Harry Connick Jr. sat in while I was giving legal advice to these folks. So that's my, my that's goodness. my connection. Did Hope you Floats. feel the essence? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I, uh, I didn't make me any more attractive to Sandra Bullock, but fine, whatever. <laughs> he, it was, uh, Harry Connick Jr. in Hope Floats is is memorable to me. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, man, he is attractive because I had thought of him. I, I followed Harry Connick Jr. before that mm-hmm. as this jazz singer who's in a suit in yeah. front of a band just singing Danny Boy. 
and then he's this, and I thought, well, I can get behind this. Well, he did, but you know, he can't ditch the New Orleans accent, which is fine because that's who he is. But I didn't buy him as some like you know West Texas or uh, um, East Texas guy or whatever that was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I didn't care. I didn't dislike that movie. It was all right, but you know, I did sit in Harry Connick's chair uh, from the movie, which is also right now in Bastrop County somewhere. Apparently. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and do you know who else lives in Bastrop County? Hey. The guy you're going to stalk with Mrs. Some Guy. What's his name? Oh, Zachary Levi. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he Maybe mm. he has that chair because, you know. He between, very well could, but I'm yeah. afraid there might be some sort of love interest sitting in it right Possibly. now. Possibly. Well, there's something on Instagram that made me pause. Terrible. Well, between Where, that and uh, Jared Padalecki's dumbbell set, I'm, I'm, uh, you're, you're I'm batting a thousand. Yeah, I'm batting <laughs> a thousand. If I ever, you know, if I ever need to sell anything, um, <laughs> Jared Padalecki's could do very well because he's Walker Texas Ranger now. Yeah, wait till that comes out. I'm telling you, they're appreciating in value. You know. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If I had to choose between Harry Connick Jr. and Jake Ryan, it would be yep. Jake Ryan. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Thank you. Thank you. Today we're talking about 16 Candles, which the funny thing about this is when you and I are both going back saying, hey, can you, would you do this? And you said, yes. And I said, give me a movie. And you gave me one that I'd never seen. And then I looked into it and it was rated R. And I said, I don't want to do a rated R. Yeah. 16 Candles is rated R. Well, Did let's you just know that? Uh, um, I didn't know that at all. What John Hughes either. movie was right. John Hughes movies rated yeah, R? His, yeah. Huh. His first directorial debut. But then I remembered... Because I probably used to watch it on TBS or USA, and that version, I'm sure, didn't have the nudity that is in it at the very beginning. Yeah, there's some um, some drug use, too, like stuff like that that would get mm-hmm. you an R rating. And then there's, I think if you say like the F word so many times, it has to have mm-hmm. an R. And Jake mm-hmm. Ryan says that to, to Sam's grandmother once, at least. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun. Anyway. 16 Candles, I think is, I was trying to remember the first time I saw it, and I'm sure it was in connection with my sister, Jamie, because again, she's older. It came out in 1984, so I would have been nine. I would have been a little older than that. But do you remember seeing it in a movie theater, or do you remember seeing it outside first time? I don't remember. Um, I do remember definitely, definitely seeing it. I mean, I liked the movie. It was super popular seeing it on TV a bunch, but I can't remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. Um, but yeah, I'm quite was, confident I saw it at a slumber party because that's when I saw all the movies. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't go to many. Did you see it at a slumber party? No, I, I didn't go to many <laughs> slumber parties. Well, tell everybody what 16 Candles is about. So 16 Candles is about, I guess you'd call it, well, it's John Hughes. So it's more of a coming of age type of thing. But um, I guess go. the lead character is um, the um, the John Hughes 80s mainstay, which is Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about her as a lead because I have mixed feelings about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she's turning 16 and her sister, who um, is she supposed to be kind of the frumpy sister and her sister... Um, I don't know. I can't remember her sister's name. Jamie. Yeah. is supposed to be the super attractive and she's hyper selfish. She's like a bridezilla and mm-hmm. um, everybody wakes up. Everybody's, you know, the family's in the house, the grandparents, everything. And um, they family happens to forget her 16th birthday. Um, and then, you know, it goes from there. She's, she's got a crush on this guy named um, 
um, Matthew Schaffling, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. who, Jake Ryan in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, the whole thing develops from there. And um, there's some some comic relief um, in the form of Anthony Michael Hall and John Cusack and Joan Cusack. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's the, you know, the, the overview. I suppose we can drill down onto the specifics. But uh, at the end, let's just say it has a happy ending. Does have a happy ending. It's got a great ending that every girl I knew wanted to end up on a glass tabletop with Jake Ryan and a in cake a, in, in between a them. Porsche nine eleven. And for her to go, who me? And he says, yeah, you. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I'm not sure I bought that, but oh, I did. Yeah, you of course to. you did because you're the I you're did. the girl. Who, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Jake Ryan. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I thought that it was, whenever you say a John Hughes movie, tell everybody what you mean by that too, because people may not know what all John Hughes did in the 80s. Yeah. So John Hughes was the quintessential director of like teen coming of age movies in the 80s. And And unfortunately he died. I think he died suddenly Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. heart issues or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, he did like um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, and l- let's see mm-hmm. how good I am. Let's see how many I can remember. So uh, okay. the ones I remember, 16 Candles. Um, yeah. uh, I think he wrote like Mr. Mom. I don't know if he directed he it. did. He wrote Mr. Mom. Um, weird weird Science. Okay. Um, Breakfast Club. There you go. Uh, did I say Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You did. Um, here's. Uh, There's the other big one. Planes, Trains, Automobiles is another one. Um, What's the other coming of age one you're forgetting? Home Alone? He did do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm out. I mean, that's all I can think of right now. Isn't another Molly Ringwald? Oh, um, Pretty in Pink? There you go. Yeah. 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 See, I I know my 80s movies. That's all the job. If if pressed, I could probably think of a few more. But um, yeah, I mean, he was just prolific. And um, all of his movies, you know, they they all had kind of that uh, great you know, young teenage character that, you know, finds themselves or whatever. And, um, they were really good. I, mean, I think they were very relatable. Um, as there you go. mentioned earlier, they were, he was directing at a time when all these people were just you know, a little bit older than me or as old as me, as I got older. Um, and mm-hmm. they it's very relatable, you know, it just, you, mm-hmm. you, you knew Bender, you know, everybody knew a Bender from yep. the breakfast club, you know, when he, and everyone knew that guy and everyone knew yeah. the jock Emilio Estevez and can relate. So anyway, they were really good movies. And unfortunately I, I think I don't, he passed away a few years ago, but I think it was just pretty sudden and he was pretty young. Yeah. He, 16 candles was one of his, the first things that he wrote, he wrote Mr. Mom, first which again um i don't know how i remember that either it's one of the first things he wrote actually but 16 candles was next and he wrote it over a weekend wow he wrote it over fourth of july weekend and what interviews have said is that he just wanted to write about real high school angst and yeah. that's how he that's what came out of it yeah because i think that the um the, the, all those movies, um, and a lot of them, most of them starring Anthony Michael Hall, but, um, you know, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, 16 Candles, um, you know, are all about, you know, kind of nerdy kids that, that turn cool somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you have Sam, like you say, and she's supposed to have this wonderful 16th birthday, but her sister's getting married. 
the next day. So you have her loving parents, if you will, because at the end of the day, her she and her dad have a really sweet moment where he says, I can't believe we forgot your birthday. And then she kind of tells him about Jake Ryan. But then you have the nerdy people who are trying to get in with the cool kids. And then you have the cool kids who don't know what to do with themselves because they've been cool for so long. It's no longer a thing to them anymore. And mm-hmm. you have the school dance and then you have the grandparents who are awful and annoying. And then you have the exchange student who comes in and the bratty little brother and all of the things that most people could relate to. <laughs> who is your favorite character? Look, there, there's everybody's, um, everybody has their moment in the movie, I think, which is one fun thing about the, the John Hughes movies is that it, it, they're all ensemble cast pretty much. Um, but my favorite had to be uh, Long Duck Dong. I thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious, even though today we would probably not allow that. Um, and then I, I also like Jake Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, Molly Ringwald is, you know, she's again, a mainstay, but I like Jake Ryan and I like the donger cause he was funny. Very funny. Tell, <laughs> tell me why you don't like Molly Ringwald. You alluded to that. It's earlier. not that I don't like her. I just don't, I have a hard time believing that I, I just never thought she was that attractive, but as like, as she continued to star in these movies, I kind of got it, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, that she was perfectly cast in all of them. Um, mm-hmm. and then subsequently, you know, she's in her fifties now or mid mid to late fifties or something. And I've seen stuff she's done, uh, cameos and things, and she's very self-aware of, you know, who she was and who she mm-hmm. is now. Well, and- I also think that she was brooding in every single one of them. If you think about her in 16 candles and in pretty and pink and in breakfast club, she's not a happy yeah. go lucky person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, laugh and she there's again it's the angst and that's what she was good at but i feel like she was also the same person in all three of those totally agree yeah totally agree um but yeah i I thought you again i I, in retrospect looking back on those movies as an adult um Yeah. yeah i think she was perfectly cast and like i said the thing about these john hughes movies is you know you could go back um i could go back and i could assign a character to an actual person I knew, um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knew again, these were sort of stereotypical, you know, the jock and the the bad mm-hmm. boy and all that. But um, yeah, they just made sense. And there are, there's also some really funny scenes in a lot of those movies. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite 16 candles quote? Um, it occurs when the grandparents are backing out of the driveway in the morning and grandpa for Fred, the wedding. Yeah. For the wedding. And grandpa yeah. says, And the donger is passed out <laughs> under the tree, um, having had a really wonderful night before at the whatever party that was at Jake Ryan's. Was that Jake Ryan's party? Was that Carol? No, that was at Jake Ryan's house. No. Yes, because he said yeah. how Caroline always trashes his parents' house. Yeah, and she got her hair caught in the door, and oh my god, they had to cut it off. Yeah, that was terrible. Did you ever go to a party that that was that many people? Oh yeah, when I was growing up, um, I grew up in a suburb, and. Um, it wasn't a whole lot to do. And so we had a lot of house parties and, um, you know, I can remember being in, um, you know, like friends houses that were just, you know, shoulder to shoulder with mm. kegger, a keg beer and, um, you know, menthol cigarettes and, um, yeah, and parents could have been none too happy the next weekend, but I never, I, my parents never left the house. I could never I'm pull up. Say, was it no. ever at your house? So we no. never traveled or anything. I, I never could have gotten away with a keg party at my parents' house. No way. Were the 
ner- did the nerds come to your keg party? Yeah, yeah. Like the did you ever the corner. date a nerd? Um, I sort of, I did my, my, um, I always dated out of my friend group for some reason, but, um, my long-term high school girlfriend who I dated for about two and a half years into college, um, uh, she was uh, a swimmer, very athletic and talented, but just wasn't like a popular girl, you know, like that, that she wasn't a cheerleader or anything like that. So, um, I guess she wasn't a nerd, but she definitely wasn't like, you know, Jake Ryan and his crew. Did you ever pay five dollars to see some girls underpants? No, I didn't have to pay for that. I was. I, was <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I walked right you into did. that one. Did you have a good high school experience? I mean, I know you had a much different one because you were kind of a small town thing, and you were drill team. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be nerdy because that's who I was. But I was also in drill team and a dancer, and that I was over there too, and I. And then I was in theater, which is kind of an awkward spoke out of the middle of that wheel. And so I, 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 I never knew where to land and it, and it bothered me that I never knew where to land. And I remember my mom telling me, you can go to all the things you don't have to yeah. land anywhere. And, and that's better. Well, but she told me that my senior year, that would have been helpful. I wanted to be in the, in the fall musical, but I couldn't because I was in drill team and all the, you know, practices around the same time, blah, blah, blah. But I did go to the theater coach and I said, is there a way I can just be a small part? Yeah. And because I was a dancer, she said, yeah, you can be cha-cha because I didn't need to come to every single rehearsal just to be that, that person. And so that was fun to get to do all of those things because I wasn't able to be in one act play anymore. And that, that was sad for me. But my uh, next question to you is, did you have a big 16th birthday party bash? I didn't, but I do remember, um, you know, I have a twin brother and I remember we were going out. We, we used to go out and hang out. I'm sure you had a place equivalent. It was called, we used to call it the fields. And it was like soccer fields, football fields, and a park right on the San Jacinto River, way, way back at the back of my neighborhood. And that's where everyone would go Friday, Saturday night and just park and kind of mill around and hang out, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like the socias and the greasers, you know? <laughs> and, um, so, but I, I do remember like having dinner with my family in my, my house and then getting dressed so my friends could pick us up and go to the fields. And I remember ha- opening our birthday presents there and then leaving to just go hang out for the night. So we have a big, I have a big 16th birthday party. Um, now my dad sat us down. I remember me and my brother and he said, look, um, you guys are going to have to pay for your own car insurance, (laughs) which is not cheap in Harris County. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to have to ask me and your mom if you can borrow our car and you're going to have to put gas in it, wash it. And you know, that was my deal. I didn't get Mm -hmm. a car at 16. And so because of that, um, it took me, I got a job right when I turned 16. It was a minimum wage job and I had to wait until I could pay my car insurance. So I actually didn't get my driver's license until uh, my birthday's in December until uh, late February because I had to save up another $200 to give my dad (laughs) so I could get my driver's license. Did you and your brother share a car? Um, Oh boy, that that is the source. I could be on a psychiatrist's couch. So I was the responsible one. I, I had a, uh, I had a, a nine-to-five job. I worked at a country club, and I did basically everything you could do at a country club. I worked on the golf yeah. course. I worked in the the pool burger shack. I worked in the fine dining and wore a tuxedo. I worked in the grill, which was like 
you know, a Chili's type of bar food restaurant. Mm-hmm. I did private parties. I did catering. I worked kitchen shifts. I mean, I did anything I could do there. And I made really good money and I had benefits. Mm-hmm. My brother, he spent 90% of his time at the gym. And then like two weeks before the money was due, my dad would mm-hmm. start bugging him. You know, you owe me money and it's unfair for you to drive the car if your brother's mm-hmm. paid it already. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember one thing, the last day it was due, I remember my brother comes down he says, dad, I need the keys. And my dad said, well, you haven't paid me your insurance. Oh, I know I have a job. I'm going to go pay it. And he said, you owe me, you know, 275 bucks, which at that time was a lot of money, you know, and, and, and it was even more money for a 16 year old kid. And so my brother said, I got a job delivering wine. (laughs) I remember the look in my dad's face was like, what are you talking about? And he was 16 years old. He, I don't know how he got it, but some um, some guy was was uh, delivering gift baskets um, during around Christmas time for all of his customers, and he was going to pay my brother <laughs> mileage Holy. and, and uh, you know and a portion of whatever delivery. And uh, I'll never forget my brother. It was like a 12 or 14 hour day. My my dad was all mad because he didn't have a car all day. <laughs> And my brother and I was mad because I had paid the bill. I didn't have a car all day, <gasps> and um, so I remember my brother walked through the walked through the door with a wad of cash, and he counted out the money and slapped it on the counter and went back upstairs. And I remember my dad just shaking his head and just kind of laughing, right? Like, you know, he, he pulled it off. Yeah, he pulled, he pulled it off. off. It was so annoying. Did you uh, were you were you uh, given a, a vehicle when you were sixteen? Oh no, Mm-mm. no! I had I had the older sister who was wayward, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie was not the the best child, and so the ultimate punishment for her would have to be to cart me around places, and then the other ultimate punishment would have to be to go with my dad to the restaurant and work without pay. Yeah, you just have to do that that's, that's how character. she got around it it does <laughs> but then whenever she she did go away to sfa uh she was at kilgore yeah. college for mm-hmm. two years and then she went away to sfa and so when she went away to sfa is whenever i got her hand-me-down nice car. everybody that i know that's really successful kind of grew up on that same model i mean it was just spoiled kids that you know that got everything they wanted that just frankly haven't done as as well or is not as settled um that's just mm-hmm. my observation but Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. But Jake Ryan had money. Jake Ryan did have money. His daddy had a Rolls Royce. Yeah, and Jake had a, a 911 Porsche. A red so one. Nice. God, um, so nice. Do you know that uh, Jake Ryan is also in one of my all-time favorite 80s movies? Uh-huh. I know that. Hold on. I know it. Because it, it's not Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's my that's third modern. favorite 80s movie. <laughs> That's whenever he left movies and went to be a carpenter. He, got, he, he looked he looked like Matt Dillon's good-looking brother, right? Didn't I mean, he? Oh yeah. my gosh! And Matt did. Dillon was the, the man during this time too. That was he was like the Outsiders and you know all that stuff yeah. that he was making. So what's what's the name of the movie? I can't remember. Vision Quest. Vision Quest. That's yeah, he was, he was he uh, was he was uh, a fake Indian um, <laughs> in in Vision Quest. He has a mohawk and wears a feather in his hair. And Ooh. at the end, there's like this moment where they had kind of a falling out and then they are arguing and Cooch is crying. Matt, Michael mm-hmm. Shoffman's crying. He says, I'm not even a real Indian, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. 
but that came out that movie came out right after 16 so 60 candles what did you say 84 yeah so yeah vision quest was 85 and it was it's just one of my favorite 80s movies of all time what are some lessons learned from 16 candles that you've taken with you over the decades anything's possible Remember, okay. she, she, Matthew Schaffling was so out of reach. And, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing is that, um, and, and this is kind of a, a larger one, is that money doesn't buy happiness. Remember how Matthew mm-hmm. Schaffling or Michael Schaffling seemed to have it all? Jake Ryan had a house right. and the cars and all that. The girl, yeah. Well, and she turned out to be this vapid, just terrible mm-hmm. person. Uh, and all her friends are terrible people. And that's what draws him to Samantha. Mm-hmm. Um, family is important, very important, because at the end there they all come together. Even the, what was the brother's name? I don't remember. Um, he was funny, man. That kid he was, was the little fat kid. Was I mean, he yeah. was just like a chubby, you know, jerk. You know, um, he yeah. was perfectly cast as well. Um, but yeah, family matters. Um, her dad was really sweet. That was a good father daughter um, thing, and I, mm-hmm. I, I do take that away because. Um, it's often, you know, you always talk about the father son relationship, but you know, the father and daughter, I mean, that's, that's your role model as a, as a woman, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think more men should pay attention to that. So I always thought that, that talk that her dad had with her on the couch when he remembered yeah. her birthday was very, uh, was a good moment. Um, the soundtrack, you know, I'm, as you know, uh, music yeah. is just something special to me always just, um, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of music, mm-hmm. but, but you know, those John Hughes soundtracks were things that, caused me to um not only listen to those songs but just explore like i'd look at the soundtrack and say what else are these people sing or what else you know who wrote this song and it just it it opens so many doors um you know like just to to go into neat things and so i learned a lot about that and then also just you know it was a fun just a sense of humor i mean there were so many good moments in that movie and it's such a good it's just a cross-section of life in the 80s and um you know it's good how about you yeah Oh, I would say um, never fill out a sex survey and then drop it behind your back. I'm just assuming your friend's going to get it. I would never sell it your her. underwear. That, that didn't turn out too bad. <laughs> that didn't turn out too bad for Molly Ringwald, actually. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. And a big thank you to some guy in Austin for sharing his obvious love for Michael Schaffling, even though he called him Matthew 50% of the time. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. My emotion, my emotion, yeah.